lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Wow. Anything going on? Slow time of year. Welcome to Blaze TV radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre, they are here with me as well. If you would like to join us today and let us know what you think about what we think, you can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Also like us on our new MeWe page. That's the free speech alternative to Facebook. You can also follow us on Parler at Steve Dace. That's the free speech alternative to Twitter. Check out our new YouTube page as well. YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. If you missed it from Monday show where I laid out why I disagree with some really good friends of mine uh, about the events that may or may not transpire today, uh, that full video explanation uh, after considering those arguments, why I instead agree with Josh Halley and Ted Cruz instead, that full explanation right now is on our YouTube page. You can watch that video at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Check out my new book, A Nefarious Carol. Uh, thanks to all of you that have bought copies already. We have sold a ton of books, the sequel to my 2016 book, A Nefarious Plot, uh, which we will turn into to a movie later this year. Get your copy today at Amazon.com. You can get the Audible version as well. I read that along with my oldest daughter. So thank you to all of you that have purchased a copy. We still have copies available. And of course, if you've had a chance to listen or read the book and you enjoyed it, please consider leaving us a five-star review as well. All right, today's show. Wow, there's a lot going on. Now, of course, it's a Wednesday, so we will have some regular order of business. For example, you know I have to talk about Built Bar because it's like the best thing, uh, one of the best things that happened to me in 2020 was learning about Built Bar. And this is the time of year that a lot of you are thinking about, hey, I got to make up for what I just did at the end of the year. Time to get healthier, right? But then those, those, those resolutions last until the resolve of what it usually tastes like to eat healthy hits, and then we lose our resolve and lose our resolutions. What if you don't have to sacrifice any taste at all for nutrition? How about 110 to 160 calories per bar, three to five net carbs per bar, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, less than five grams of sugar per bar, and these taste absolutely delicious. I've got two Built Bars here with me uh, in the studio uh, for break time for me. Trust me, this is as good, if not better, than some candy bars you've eaten, all covered in real chocolate, well over 20 flavors, including a a new white chocolate line that is absolutely delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com, B-U-I. I-L-T, Built Bar, not like Bill Bar, not to be confused with a guy who does nothing for you. Built Bar will do a lot more for you than Bill Bar ever has. B-U-I-L-T, BuiltBar.com and use the promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, and get 20% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right. Also coming up today, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. Uh, We will play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold for the first time in 2021. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. 
What happened while we were away brought to you by the next four years of We're going to repeal mandatory transgender surgeries for all root and branch. Georgia results. Leftist Democrat Raphael Warnock has won his special election runoff against Republican Kelly Loeffler 50.6% to 49.4% with 98% of precincts reporting. Leftist Democrat John Ossoff is leading Republican David Perdue in the other Senate runoff election 50.2% to 49.8%. Last night, some of the same themes emerged from the November election, with counties deciding to call it a night before they'd counted all their votes. Voting centers staying open at an additional three hours in Fulton County to count votes, despite reports of fewer in-person votes than absentees and on and on. If John Ossoff's lead holds, the Senate will be split 50-50, with potential incoming Vice President Kamala Harris being the deciding vote. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, Joe Manchin will save us. Joe Manchin a large pro-Trump rally is taking place in Washington, D.C. later today. On the way there, Trump supporters ran into who of all people but Senator Mitt Romney when this happened. Moving on, the two Kenosha, Wisconsin police officers involved in the shooting of Jacob Blake will not face charges. Blake was shot by police on August 23rd of last year, leaving him paralyzed after he attempted to fight with officers who were arriving at Blake's girlfriend's residence after he threatened to take her car and her children. Blake was armed with a knife. LeBron James, your thoughts? To hear what happened in Kenosha today was a um, was a blow to the heart and to every, um, you know, I guess... You know, black person that that, that just has uh, been a part of this process and seeing these outcomes for so long. In other news, more coronavirus hypocrisy. The superintendent of Leminster, Massachusetts School District, Paula Deacon, was among some of the first school administrators in the country to close schools for in-person learning last summer. Then in December, decided again to close their schools for in-person learning. Deacon was so concerned about the virus that she and her husband traveled to Tampa Bay, Florida this past weekend to watch the Buccaneers NFL game against the Atlanta Falcons. Speaking of Florida, that clip I showed you yesterday of Governor Ron DeSantis embarrassing a CNN reporter definitely left a mark. Just ask Brooke Baldwin. I think maybe one of the reasons the governor might have been frustrated is that you have been a tireless questioner of Governor DeSantis as Florida has had a number of issues with its coronavirus response, which might be part of the reason why he was being such an ass. We finally have an honest public health official with regards to COVID as U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams stated on Twitter yesterday that virus mitigation efforts like masks and social distancing are full of holes. Quote, people keep asking me if masks or social distancing works, why are we seeing a surge? Many reasons, but it starts with remembering no one measure is 100% effective. The Swiss cheese model of pandemic defense. And finally, NBC News tweets, a new study suggests transgender women maintain an athletic advantage over their cisgender peers even after a year of hormone therapy. Wow. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you today by Home Title Lock. You know, you don't want to get a crash course in home title theft the hard way. 
uh, because it can ruin you financially. Here's how that crime occurs. The legal titles to our homes are kept online these days where they can be hacked. Cyber thieves know this. They find your home's title, forge your signature on a quitclaim deed stating you have sold your home to them. And then they take out loans against your home until all of that equity is gone. You won't know about it until the collection calls pour in, uh, maybe even eviction notices. Uh, you're not, or foreclosures, you're not protected by your homeowner's insurance, unfortunately, your bank. But for pennies a day, home title lock will protect you. Uh, And in the unlikely event that you do become a victim of home title theft while you're using them as a service, Home Title Lock vows to spend up to a quarter of a million dollars in legal fees to help restore your title rightfully to you. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim at HomeTitleLock.com and then use the promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's the code RADIO for 30 free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Coming up later today, for Blaze TV subscribers in the overtime, I want to address that tweet from the Surgeon General. I want to talk about that in terms of COVID mitigation strategies. Um, I have a simple question. Then why didn't they just say this all along, and why did they lie to us? Is that too much to ask? No. No. I mean, why, not, why not just start with... Guys, we're just going to throw everything at this we possibly can to get past this as soon as we can. Can you work with us for a little while? Could they have tried that? Maybe? If they respected us. Yeah, yeah. Instead, they went with uh, disavow all science. Masks work, are better than the vaccines. And if you disagree, you're banned from everything. They went with that approach instead. Yeah, well, right yeah. after and right after that, we heard about that they did a study that discovered biology and men are stronger yes. than women yeah. but do you think they're going to follow the science on that one yeah, I mean, either they, they could have just treated us like adults been honest and said guys we're just we're observing this virus in real time man we're just trying stuff here you know i got an idea here's what they could have done they could have actually acted like we were all in this together yeah See, there you ah, go. Ah, hey, hey, hey. okay we'll get into that in the overtime today at blazetv.com slash dace that's where you can go to watch today's overtime if you are a blaze tv subscriber we will stick around after today's show record it get it uploaded as soon as we can for you if you're not yet a blaze tv subscriber that's also where you can go and get a discounted subscription today to blaze tv at blaze tv.com slash dace d-e-a-c-e but of course the topic on the table i want to address here today and uh, there's a million things I want to say about what went on last night and what is going on right now. And so what I've decided I'm going to do this morning is I'm just going to kind of riff stream of conscious style. Or is it stream of consciousness? I can't even remember. All right. But I'm going to kind of just roll and try to connect a lot of these points into one cogent narrative. And then after I'm done, we'll see how long it takes. And then after I'm done, I'm just going to let you guys react. All right. Go. I want to start with this point as I was following the returns in Georgia last night. And I just had a eureka moment. And it was one of those things that I'm like, why didn't I think about this like a month ago or all this time? Folks, you know, the great irony is here is we've had a a two month argument now about the integrity of elections in Georgia because of its mail drop boxes that don't require any photo ID to drop off a ballot and just trust us. You know, just trust us in DeKalb County. We just stopped counting to the point it was so bad John King at CNN 
was ripping DeKalb County for how bad optically it looked that they stopped counting last night once the Republicans pulled ahead. Did you guys know that? No. That's how bad it was. It's John King was like, that's a bad look. That's how bad it was. All right. That's how bad and obvious of what was going down was that even John King and on, on CNN of all places had to say, hey, dude, no, no. I mean, come on. We got to at least be better about it than this out in the open. Right. OK. Uh, the, the irony that dawned on me about an hour into watching the returns last night, though, Georgia, folks, was like the first state in the country to open. I believe Wisconsin, your state, was the first one by court decree. And then somewhere, depending on whose timetable you want to go by, some consortium of, of Iowa, Florida, Georgia, South Dakota are in this tier of who, by gubernatorial decree, reopened next. Do you remember the day that the White House laid out its plans for how you could reopen your state? And then the next day the president went to uh, went to the press room and ripped Brian Kemp for reopening a state too fast. You guys remember all this? Yeah. Georgia's been open for eight months. Eight months, guys. May. It opened in early May. Why are they doing mail-in voting like some lockdown for Ebbs blue state? Why are they doing an election in Georgia like what would go on in Oregon or California? What is the excuse for that? The secretary of state there says Trump was mean to him. Yeah. Well, to me, it, I just, it was like, wow, I should have had a V8 moment. You know, like I, I just thought this last night watching the return, slapped my forehead and said, how come I didn't ask this question for the last couple of months? Why the hell is Georgia doing mass drop boxes of mail-in votes as opposed to in-person voting when the state's been open for eight months? I'll take questions there's no good answers to for a thousand dollars alex and you know i could have sworn i I tweeted this out over the weekend before we came back i I mentioned it on monday when we came back you know there's that line in the dark night there's there's 14 all-time transcendent great scenes in that film right one of the most underrated ones is when the whistleblower goes to lucius fox played by morgan freeman because he's connected the dots. He, he, has, he has followed the Dominion corporate flowchart, actually, and correctly deduced that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And he takes this information to Lucius Fox and he says, hey, I, here's my blackmail terms. I'm going to tell everybody. And Lucius Fox like, listen, let me get this straight. You think your boss, one of the richest and most powerful men in the world, in his spare time, is beating the most ruthless thugs in this city senseless with his bare hands. So he's got all this money, all this power, and all this power, if you know what I'm saying. And and your master plan is to blackmail that person. Good luck. That's how I felt watching old cocaine Mitch say, I, I will not be bullied into giving the American people their damn money. I won't be bullied into it. Now, I don't have to be bullied into funding uh, Pakistani gender studies because I'm a corporatist whore. That's what I am. But I'm not your whore. I'm K-Streets. So they don't have to bully me. I'll do whatever they want. They can shove any plunger up my sphincter hole, spin it twice. I'll do any trick they want. But for you all, the American people, screw you. Root and branch. Screw you, root and branch. Now I'm taking the root and branch from K-Street. Every day and twice on Sunday. Lou Bless, I'm taking Root and Branch. Opening up and saying, ah, uh, assuming the position for K Street, Root and Branch. I'm doing that. 
But when you all want some of your own damn money from the fake printing press, hell no. So I'm kind of like, so your pitch for Georgia voters is um, hurry up and do a mass immigration sellout right after the election, which they did. Um, And then let's spend a whole bunch of money on foreign countries. Gee, can you think of a couple of issues that that helped Donald Trump rise to prominence? Uh, Globalist cuckism. And open borders, right? Right? Yes. Those Let, let's let's do this list. right out in the open. And then you can't have anything from the printing press. Now, you know what my position is. No one should get a damn thing. Just reopen the country. Pursue your happiness and let the chips fall where they may. Make all the money you can if you're good. Don't make anything. It's a you problem. You sucked. Right? That's how this thing called America should be operating. Right? Yes. Okay. But if we're going to have a system where we're not going to reopen, but we are going to subsidize Pakistani gender studies and listen to Lindsey Graham-Nasty and his negative integer T-level tell us on Fox News why that's such a great idea in between lisps. If we're going to do that, then by golly, you better make sure you're greasing the palms of the American people too, right? Right? I didn't understand how that... Dude, I'm not a master's root and branch strategist. What do I know? I just have a simple question. Why the hell would people vote for the party giving them less money over the people giving them more of it? Todd, go. Riddle me that one, Batman. Can you riddle me that one? No. One party says you can have $2,000 a person in your home. The other party says you can have $600 means tested. Tell me, tell me, tell me who probably wins that argument. Anyone, anyone, anyone. I, 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 you know what? I've got to work at one of these think tanks in D.C. that always uh, lecture us that we need to let more uh, pris- uh, felons out of prison and more illegals through the borders. Understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I would have to read one of their white papers to understand that. But history shows, you know, we actually trump the class warfare argument by letting people become their. We have a philosophy where we let people become like their own millionaires, right? Where like to, where people like are thinking, dude, two grand, uh, two grand doesn't do anything for me. I, I I own a business. You know, I'm I'm clearing that a night. You know what I'm saying? Saying? Yeah, that's our philosophy. Our philosophy is to like turn people into folks that think that what the state wants to offer you is so beneath you because of what you can do on your own that it's not worth being a ward of the state. Right. 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 But if we're going to say, hey, we're going to get into the ward of the state business and one side says we offer you two grand and the other side says six hundred bucks. Well, by golly, hot damn. I can't imagine who won that argument. I mean, I don't know why anyone thought this was going to be a winning platform. Anyone. Anyone with an IQ above 11. Oh, no, no. Double digits. Anybody with motor function. Anybody who fell off a motorcycle head first and died of COVID. Okay? Anybody thought that that would win. Anybody. Anybody. I mean anybody in the nine realms, anyone sentient, anyone currently not in a padded room, anyone currently not in the phantom zone, anyone, anyone that has a brain whatsoever thought that would win, let alone the master strategist root and branch, Cocaine Mitch, and his merry band of whore sellouts that I freaking hate that populate too much of conservative media. Well, the notion that you're talking about winning arguments, we must beg the question, and we always should have, and we have on this show, the simple fact of the matter is a win to ditch is has nothing to do 
with a win for us, whether it be an argument or a narrative. Oh, I think people are learning that. I think, and I'm going to get to that. Yeah, I think people are learning because I've been saying that for years. Yes. I've been warning like, folks, they, these people would rather lose to Democrats than lose control of the process to you. Well, for the first because, time, I think it's possible they might lose control of the process. Because the obviousness of our arguments are only getting more and That's more right. clear. There's yep. less and less gray area and we're losing harder than ever. That's exactly right. I mean, the whole argument I saw last night, this is another one. Uh, I mean, I can't, but it's the first time Republicans have ever lost an election. They should have won. Really? <laughs> Dude, a freaking war hero who spent almost a decade in the Hanoi Hilton for America, not just lost, got ruled by a guy whose middle name is Hussein and his pastor said death to America. Are you kidding me? Are you, this is the first time that's ever happened. Didn't it happen like two months ago by their own admission? Yes. How about Mitt Romney? Severely conservative. Let's, let's, let's nominate the guy who gave Barack Obama his worst idea before he had literally seven billion people on earth. And the Republican establishment demands you nominate the one person who had Barack Obama's worst idea, most vulnerable talking point before he did. Romney care. Just accept it was Trump who ruined the party, Steve. Just swallow it whole. This just defies all logic. And this is why you shouldn't listen to it. I will tell you this. I saw Eric Trump tweet out last night. Quote, I'm going to personally work to defeat every single Republican senator congressman who doesn't stand up to this fraud. They will all be primaried in their next election. They will lose. Unquote. I'm fully in. Maybe not the maybe not the basis that I would prefer we launch this attack. But you know what? The fire rises. Yes. And By as all gra- means. As grandiose as that claim is, he doesn't even have to be that successful nope. at carrying it out for nope. it to be effective. That's exactly right. That That's exactly right. Um, I was asked last night, someone said to me on Twitter, you would think with all this controversy after the last election, they would do everything they could possibly do to avoid the situation of county shutting down, drop boxes again. We'll see you in the morning. Right? Yep. Why? It worked. It worked. No one was held accountable. No one ever is. GOP leadership, frankly, is glad that they did it because they prefer Biden to your guy. So to me, it, I, I said all along, it was the, that's, I was confident they were going to do this last night. That's why, that's why I even preemptively threw out there a challenge to my own argument. And I even reset it yesterday when I said, hey, you know, if the Republicans pull this out tomorrow, doesn't it kind of anecdotally question some of the theory, uh, some of our own premise and reinforce the premise from some of our friends that Trump was just that uniquely unpopular, right? Correct. Correct. See, I knew. I knew. You know why I knew? Because I'm not Nostradamus. I have an IQ above 11 and I'm not a liar. The Democrats had to run the same system back. Because if they didn't, it would get exposed what they did on election day. They had to do it all over again. They had to. And they knew the Republicans were going to do nothing to stop it. And the Republican leadership in Georgia let it be known. They were going to do nothing to stop it. Somebody there 
Somebody there made a, in, in the Georgia Republican Party made a non-aggression pact with Stacey Abrams. Just remember what happens when you make deals with the devil. And what you saw last night and for the last few weeks is Stacey Abrams go to Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State of Georgia and say, I am altering the deal. And pray I don't alter it any further. And she is going to alter it further. November 2022. You can't cut deals with these people. You have to defeat them. Here's another bright idea that I have. Do you think maybe... Throw this out there. Um, do you think maybe if we... I think it's possible that some of our brethren in... <coughs> pardon me. Conservative media... Uh, I think it's possible some of our brethren, maybe uh, they didn't call GOP base voters idiots and morons enough. They just didn't get the message. Um, Like maybe if we were, did we try being condescending, spiteful even? Um, You know what? Skip right past condescending and spiteful and just slide right into dismissive, plebes. Because we saw plenty of that on social media for the last uh, month and a half, did we not? Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe the, our, our voters would have really turned out if that occurred? Would have really turned out if that occurred? I saw something last night, guys. I've worked elections. I've covered elections. I've done more with elections than most people in our industry have done. Last night, I saw something I have never seen. I saw reported turnout in several Georgia counties change Downward. Downward. Fulton County went from 98, uh, 99% in at one point last night, reported to, well, it's actually 96. Uh, Chatham, Chatham County went from 99% reported at one point last night to 96% are in. Uh, DeKalb went from 95 to 94, and then 92! DeKalb went down twice! We got more! Hey man, it's a blue light special on blue boats! It's like a run at the bank. Henry County went from 99% to 95%. I've never seen that. Okay. I've seen more than the average bear has when it comes to elections in this business. I've not seen that. Can you guys recall a time that a half dozen counties actually had the the reported vote total in decrease as the night went on? You ever seen anything like that? I've never seen anything like that. Because then we weren't in the what are you going to do about it phase of our uh, broken republic. Yes. But that's Trump's fault. Or Lynn Wood's fault. To me, that's the worst part about last night. Is I'm going to be subjected to weeks now. You want to know what the grift is? I have no idea if Lynn Wood's a grift or not. I don't care. I will tell you who is a grifter, though. Everybody that's going to be pimping Lynn Wood is why Republicans lost last night. Everybody pimping that is a grifter or dumb. They're dumb or they're, I hope they're grifters. I hope they are. Please tell me you're making money off of that. Please. I mean, at least I got to see some America somewhere. Please tell me. You know, whores are one thing. Sluts are different. No one respects the slut. Whores are at least getting paid. All right. So let's just put out because they're that desperate. All right. Get paid. Please tell me you're a grifter and not so dumb that you believe a whole bunch of, of Republicans in, in northern Georgia just said, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I was going to vote. I was going to do it. And then Lynn Wood 
sent me some color bars on uh, Twitter. What's a Twitter, by the way? I, Twitters? Do we tweets? Now, is that what they do in them daggum prisons? They, they tweet each other there? All right. I mean, what's a Twitters? And Lynn Wood, he told me not to vote Republicans. And so I did. <laughs> that's what they think of their base, right? Yep. So at least tell me that's a grift and not a real opinion. Okay. Because I'll be subjected to weeks of that here. Okay. Here's the bottom line, and I'll have more to say after the break. The bottom line of what happened last night is that the Republican Party hates its base. I have said this for years. Last night was yet another reminder of this. The only party that hates you more than Democrats are the Republicans. Because they have to pretend to tolerate you, pretend to support you. When they think just the same about you. You can't run a business or any enterprise when you hate your customers. And for years and years and years now, the Republican Party has operated on the basis of the customers it wanted to have, preferred to have, as opposed to the, com- the customers it actually does have. It doesn't want you for a customer. We've been forcing them to serve us. They don't want us there. But I think you're getting the message now. You're figuring it out now. I wish it would have happened long ago. But you know what? It's better to figure it out today than figuring out tomorrow or a week from now, right? If you got it wrong before, best you can do is get it right now. You figured it out. This party hates you and hates its base. And I will have much more to say about that here when we return. Stay tuned. So have you noticed your hair isn't looking quite as full as it used to? And yeah, that's no fun, but we have some options on the table. Here's one. You can go to your doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription, then visit the pharmacy and try not to go broke as you're trying to avoid going bald. Or you can try Keeps from the comfort of your own home where you're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing you're going to love about Keeps is that it's all online. Just uh, answer a few questions questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you shipped directly to your door. So uh, you get uh, convenience at home. You get huge savings with the generic versions. One more piece of savings they're going to throw in for you as well. Half off your first order to get you started. 50% off your first order to get you started right now. When you go to Keeps, K-E-E-P-S, Keeps.com slash grow. Again, that's Keeps.com slash grow. All right, back to some of the thoughts that I had about what transpired um, last night. I want to go to the Lynn Wood thing, and I, I warned you about this a couple of days ago. Okay. Lynn Wood is the Goldenstein here. Uh, he's the Russian collusion. Let's let's not talk about why Hillary never visited Wisconsin once and why the Democrats nominated a, a loathed, dis, despised corruptocrat. Instead, let's blame it all on a P-tape that had Trump uh, allegedly uh, beholden to the Kremlin, and they uh, used him as a willing proxy to circumvent the election process and steal it from the first female candidate, right? That was the narrative Democrats went with instead, right? Uh, Team GOP is doing this right now with Lynn Wood, all right? 
um, for it to be true that Lynn that, that that Georgia happened because of Lynn Wood and his alleged fellow grifters out there telling people not to vote, which there's some debate whether they even said that or they said it wouldn't matter if you voted it under the system, which frankly I told you. I told you, if we're going to do the same system they did on November the 3rd, they're not winning on January 5th. I think I've said that how many yes. times, right? So um, here's what you'd have to accept then. You have to accept that Lynn Wood and these alleged grifters, they have more sway with Trump's base than Trump does. Because Trump went all in on these Georgia uh, runoff elections. But it, it was his fault, though. Yeah, it was his fault. I mean, he campaigned better for Loeffler and Purdue than they did. Purdue's best days on the campaign trail were the last few when he wasn't on the campaign trail doing a uh, uh, preemptive COVID uh, exile or something. Or wasn't that what he was doing? Or quarantine? Mm-hmm. Those were like his best days. Okay. He wasn't on the trail to say, I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, making deals with Biden. Uh, I'm voting to override the president's veto on the National Defense Authorization Act. Right. He wasn't out there saying those things. Those were his best days. That's why he almost won. Um, so you're saying that somehow Lynn Wood has more sway with Trump's voters than Trump does. I mean, dude, the Trump children were going after people on Twitter. That were like, don't vote, send the GOP a message. Right. Like prominent MAGA people, Don Jr. was like going at him on Twitter. I saw it with my own eyes. So there were some MAGA people that are like, screw the GOP, teach him a lesson. Don Jr.'s like, no, we can't do that. You know, we need these guys to win. So I don't know, but it looked to me like Trump Incorporated anyway was all in on winning this thing last night. How many rallies did they do down there? Two or three? Instead, maybe, just maybe, uh, Georgia happened because voters didn't feel you like you sufficiently addressed their concerns about election integrity. You know, when 75% of your voters think that the election was stolen, is 75% a big number? Just, just substantial. It's a substantial, okay. And, and, and it, it's not like a trite thing either, feeling like the election was stolen from you, right? No. Like we're not disagreeing about like a zoning law or something. Kind of fundamental to yeah, yeah. Uh, democracy. Do you think maybe you need to address that concern sufficiently in the eye of said voters in order to get them to vote for you, do you think? Well, that's where the answer is clearly no. Yeah, the answer is clearly no. And, and by the way, um, who gets to decide what is sufficient? The voters do. And they decided that last night. You were weighed, measured, found wanting. And then you turn around at the same time and betray them on immigration and foreign nations handouts at the exact same time. You know, I've wondered for many years, how many times were we going to let Team GOP whip it out, urinate right in our face, and then throw us an umbrella and call it raining? For years and years and years, I have wondered this. And even wondering it, I got constantly attacked. Well, you, you want the Democrats to win. I'm trying to actually stop Democrats from winning. I just don't care if the Democrats are called Republicans. If I get the exact same damn philosophies and policies, why do I care? Is the baby less dead because the Republican killed it? Is my money less gone because the Republican took it? Is the government less big because the Republican grew it? So I wondered, how long would it take? I, I've, I now know my answer. January 5th, 2021. It took that long. Longer than I was hoping it was going to take. I wanted it to take like 10 years less. And I wouldn't need to be using keeps myself right now. I'd have more hair. All right. But it took, it took a long time. But we eventually have arrived to the turning of the tide where the people, at least some of you, have had enough. 
Now, Team GOP, their answer is, let's just double down on the sanctimony. Let's keep dunking on you, blaming it on you. No enterprise can survive that hates its own customers, and these people are going to get Bastilled. It's going on right now as we speak in Washington, D.C. Do you know what also went on in Washington, D.C. today um, in 2001? Do you guys know what went on? Because I'm looking at the video of it right now. Mr. President, says Congressman Shaka Fatah, Democrat, Pennsylvania. Mr. President, I object to the certificate of electors from Florida. And he was just one of several objections that were raised in the joint session of Congress to certify the Electoral College votes on this very day, 2001, after the Florida recount. I'm looking at the video right now. C-SPAN put it out. But this is a dangerous precedent that these. It's a dangerous precedent these. I mean, they might hate us more, Steve. They might destroy more science, Steve. They might triple mask us if we do this, Steve. Pharaoh's going to make us get our own straw for bricks, Steve. You're right, all of you. Um, how about this tweet from Trump this morning? Did you guys see this? I've seen a lot of tweets, but I may have. All Mike Pence has to do yes. is send the uh, electors back to the states and we win. Did you see what I tweeted about that? No, I did not. But I'll tell you this. Here's what, <laughs> here's, here's what I think about it. If Donald Trump can get Mike Pence to grow... Chris, Chris, how much for one red? Right? We're talking about Mike Pence. How much for one ball? How much for one ball? If, if, if Trump can get Mike Pence to grow a singular testicle... Then he truly is God's anointed. And I will make all of my social media avatars that much panned picture of Jesus over looking over Trump's <laughs> shoulder as he signs policy into law. If that goes down, you know what? I asked for I a sign. Would, dude, that would oh, be a sign. Yeah. Okay. Because that said, would be a sign. I said relying on pants isn't exactly Jimmy Chitwood saying he'll make it. You know, no. this is <laughs> That's a great reference. No. no, 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 no. This is you looking at Jimmy Chitwood and said, you'll make it. Wait. And Jimmy Chitwood just looks back with a forlorn look. Steve Cortez of the Trump campaign tweeted out this morning that all they had to do to win Georgia was two relatively easy political moves. Instead of giving people 600 bucks, give them $2,000 and have a special session of the Georgia legislature to truly inspect what went on. And they did neither one of those things. At the, he's right. At, well, at the very least, it would have made the mail-in... Well, actually, I'm not on... I'm on my own show now. So it made the voter fraud, the ballot harvesting. I have to call it the mail-in voter scheme, I believe, on Twitter, right? Okay. But since we're not doing that now, I'm talking directly to you. It would have made the ballot harvesting a lot harder. At the very least, it would have done that, right? Mm -hmm. All right. They, it would have been much more blatant if they would have done that. And maybe that would have been enough to win. Um, this, though, I, I have to close with, with these two things. Um. Josh Crashauer, I think it's Crashauer, uh, or Crosshour. He has he's with a group called Hotline. They're one of these. If, you guys don't care, all right? But it's one of these publications like The Hill or not The Hill, um, like The Cook Report, kind of insider political, uh, you know, technocratic insider stuff. 
he tweeted out today that emotions were running high among McConnell and McConnell-aligned Republicans. Um, And the mood is for declaring war on Team Trump to marginalize Trump as they marginalized Steve Bannon. First of all, Steve Bannon is not marginalized. Steve Bannon has a massive audience. It's just not on CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, but he has a massive audience. Steve Bannon is not marginalized, number one. But number two, this is now where I do the Jack Nicholson gif. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what we want you to do. That would be that would be one of the greatest affirmations I've ever received in my career. Because they have zero chance to beat Trump in his base. Negative integers, man. There, there's not a number known to intergalactic mathematics that can accurately quantify the odds that they would have going to war against Trump in his base. It's off the board. Vegas not taking bets. They won't take your bet. It's like betting against gravity. There's no chance. None. But they would get Bastilled. That would happen. And I would love for that to occur. Which brings me to the final point I want to make before I turn this over to you guys. I want to go back to Trump pre-White House when he returned my calls and came on my show. And the conversations that you and I had at that time, Todd, about whether sure. to, to, to glom onto him, go ahead and join him early on. And the reason, and we knew all of the character concerns and all of the stories and scandals, right? But the reason we held out the possibility of this maybe far longer than I would have considered going in. If you recall those conversations you and I had privately, it's because we thought with his personality and the wealth that he has, that he owes these people nothing. And, how, and because he's had all these scandals, what else, what else sure. is there to do? He's been called every name in the book, right? Right. He's been tabloid fodder you and I his entire lives, let alone Aaron's, that just maybe he has the kind of persona that if he really doesn't give a care, can be, you know, Luther was just a pugnacious, at times, bratty little monk. I mean, it took that kind of personality to nail those theses to a door one day and say, come at me, bro. That maybe Trump could do that, be that kind of a person, right? Right. That maybe he could be the spark that lights the rebellion, right? Right. And then we went through the vetting process and we've told all these stories a million times. And then I, I came to the conclusion that I thought it was far more likely he was going to cut deals with these people. Once we gave him the power he wanted, he cut deals with these people to insulate himself than he would go to the mat against them. And frankly, during portions of his presidency, we have actually seen that that's been the case. And it's clear by signing all of their junk spending bills that Trump was open for business with the Republican Party this entire time. They just chose not to accept it. There was that there was nothing he could do to be brought in to the old money room. If you know the analogy I'm making, there's no alm he could make, no 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 sellout he could promise, no no betrayal of of his base that he could do that they would say yes, you're a made man, you're one of us now. They were never going to let him in. Why? Because they didn't. When they looked at him, they didn't see Donald Trump, billionaire financier. You know who they saw? You. They saw you, and they're never letting you in. They hate you. 
And now it appears at what may be the end of Trump's presidency or who knows, a miracle second term. Who knows? I didn't think we'd get to this point with this battle, to be honest. So who knows what the next few days or months or weeks look like. Um, But I will say this. We are now finally having the argument I wanted to have in my career all this time. And I'm in. Because this isn't even a binary choice. This is no choice at all. Somebody has to be the opposition to Marxism's encroachment upon America. And if the, if the option for that opposition is the enabling co-conspirators that have been betraying us long before Donald Trump ever came down an escalator, named Donald Trump and his base, or, or if that's the option, that GOP or Trump and his base, dude, hand me a damn red hat and let's freaking go. That's not even an option. Yeah, I get annoyed. I've had plenty of my differences with Trump and some of his base over the years. And, and some of those things I doubt ever get rectified just because I'm a different dude. But at least on some level, y'all fight. On no level does the GOP fight except me and us. Gentlemen, your thoughts. So in any let's just say romantic relationship, but relationships in general, especially romantic relationship. Uh, I'm not going to personalize this too much, but I'm sure if you can recall back in your dating days, you, if you go through a breakup or are going through a breakup, you would much prefer to be hated by the other person than irrelevant. You would much prefer that. For decades now, for my entire life, the GOP has been able to has been able to hate their own base as we've talked about ad nauseum they've been able to do that but they could not afford to make us irrelevant because they need us to get what they want all of the blue check marks all of the gop establishment figures all of the think takes specialists the consultants that i'm seeing this morning Continue to badger and harangue the 2,000 Trump supporters, not 2,000, but thousands of Trump supporters who may not have shown up while 2 million people in Georgia voted for Hammer and Sickle last night, as somebody on Twitter pointed out to me. All of those of you haranguing Trump supporters and conservatives this morning, you're this close to being irrelevant. That's the bright side of this, folks. That's the bright side, is that you and me and the thousands of people right now in Washington, D.C., watching President Trump speak as as we're on the air here, they don't give a flat rip what your think tank conservative think tank thinks. They don't give a flat rip what your consultants think. There was a time, I remember, when it was us against, they don't need that. They've got their own movement now. So, uh... I guess at the end of the day, it's realize that, learn a lesson, or you're going to keep getting taught a lesson. Maybe you won't learn next time. Maybe you won't learn the time after that. But a lesson is being sent right now. Will you learn the lesson? Indeed. Uh, It's time for the GOP to adapt or die. Um, This has been our TED Talk. Back with Hour 2, Buy, Sell, or Hold, next. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, with Todd Erzin, 
and with all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show over on MeWe. That's the free speech alternative to Facebook if you're tired of their censoring over there. Just look up Steve Dace there. Uh, you can also, if you're tired of being uh, censored at uh, Twitter, go to the free speech alternative parlor and look up Steve Dace. You can follow me there. Also go to our new YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. We're going to be posting more and more content on YouTube and other places in the coming year. So make sure you're dialed in over there. And also, if you are a podcast listener, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you every bit as much as those that uh, subscribe. We would ask, though, that you would hit the subscribe button on the podcast platform that you prefer, as well as leave us a five-star review. If you like what we do here, if you think it's got a good beat and you can dance to it, uh, we would appreciate that here. And thanks to all of you, the thousands of you that have done that for us already, because the more of those five-star reviews we get, the more that it helps the podcast to grow. All right, coming up at the bottom of the hour, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Um, I might have brought some woe and lamentation myself, so the bar is high for Daniel, but if I know anything about the level of spite that he is capable of, do not let, don't let Daniel's slight of size, it's not the uh, size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog, as they say, right? Sure. He'll cut you. I mean, I know, I know he's like 5'3". In a buck oh five, all right? But he will cut you. And he cuts first. I've seen it firsthand. He cuts first. And we'll talk to Daniel coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Let's get to buy, seller, hold, brought to you by Omega XL. So let's say you're doing that whole, let's try, let's try working out and getting active thing in January. But those dormant, atrophied muscles are now in rebellion. You know what that is? Inflammation. Now, if you've got an injury... Right? Like, if you broke your leg, Omega XL, don't take that. Your leg will be healed. Go to the doctor, please. Okay? But if you've got inflammation, not an injury, but inflammation, that's where Omega XL comes in. Uh, whether it's your knee, uh, back, hip, shoulder, neck, whichever it is, uh, it fights back against the inflammation that, if not treated, uh, can cause permanent damage. I use it as a part of my health regimen, my post-workout regimen as well. Um all natural ingredients and the stuff really works if you want to give it a shot order omega xl right now and get a second bottle for free so it's buy one get one free when you go to omega just like it sounds omegaxl.com slash steve that's omegaxl.com slash steve buy one get one free or give them a call at 800-844-4888 Let's get to buy, sell, or hold each Wednesday on the program. Aaron, with some help, his friends, you in the audience, puts forth for Todd, you and I, a series of predictions or uh, positions, what have you, takes, lists um, on any topic. No topic is off limits. Um, And then Todd, you and I will decide whether we buy that or we sell that. Now, what we need to decide right now, though, because of the upheaval of the year 2020, we temporarily suspended the fact you were only permitted one hold per week. Is that being carried over into the new year or are we back to the original rules of engagement, Todd? I rarely use it, but I, I do think it's reasonable to carry it over. All right. So unlimited holds and you will not be scorned given the 
unprecedented times Bing. in which we live. Aaron. We will start with Sir DMT PhD, who says Steve will speak at CPAC before the GOP punditry and establishment blame themselves for losing elections. I'm beginning to think this year's actually going to be better. Someone has finally come up with a prop that I have on, on the odds of me speaking at CPAC before blank happens, right? Someone has finally come up with a prop that I have to give the affirmative. Yes. Bye. I will absolutely speak at CPAC before Team GOP has any self-awareness at all. You're gonna you're 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 gonna have to topple them. Right now you're standing outside the Bastille. They're not going to listen. They hate you. You're going to have to go in. Storm the building. Don't Right now there's an insane mob. Uh, and I mean that in a, I should say crowd. Uh, there's an insane crowd in Washington, D.C. assembled as we speak. I mean, these pictures are unbelievable. But right now you're just standing outside the Bastille. You're going to have to storm it. They're, they're not coming out with their hands up and saying, my bad. They're not doing that. They hate you. They hate you. Yeah, bye. Does this mean Sir DMT PhD just retired? This, this is this trope retired now? Yes. Are we done? We finally came up with one. Aaron, what do you think? I think we're done. We finally found nice the job. thing that would Look happen that. before that that I, that would cause me to speak at CPAC first before this occurred. Yeah. Got to move on to a new riff. 2021, man. Maybe it is going to be a better year. I mean, Mitch McConnell's life sucks right now. People are about ready to topple the Republican Party. We actually came up with a proposition where I could speak at CPAC legitimately before that could occur. I don't know, man. Maybe we underestimated how 2021 could be a different, could be a better year. Maybe we're turning over a new leaf. Maybe we are. Yeah. Maybe that leaf is poison ivy, but we'll see. <laughs> Coming up next, Goodfella49 says at this point, people should be more inclined to believe quote unquote conspiracy theories than anything the mainstream media puts out there. I don't. I, bye. I have to say bye, man. 2016 me would hate me for saying this right now, but 2016 me didn't live through Julie Swetnick, didn't live through the Mueller report, didn't live through fake Ukrainian collusion, right? Okay. Didn't live through 4 a.m. vote drops. So, uh, uh, yes, bye. And here's the other thing. Can I add something to that? This is already underway, but in case, so most of you are going to know this. You, you're smart. You've, you've seen this trend as well. We're all going to be conspiracists now. Every story that does not comport with the narrative of big tech and big media is going to be brandished a conspiracy theory. Every story is. So, and it doesn't matter what it is. It, 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 I mean... Remember how they um, memory hold Gosnell? Didn't cover that story, oh. remember? Oh, okay. yes. Now that story would just be called a conspiracy theory. Everything everything on every topic that doesn't line up and comport with the narrative that you're being sold by big tech and big media is going to be dubbed a conspiracy theory. Everything is now. By the press truly needs to be destroyed. And... Listen, it's not any one anchor. I mean, obviously, their ratings suck. The you, newspapers are in decline. We know all that. But all of it cohesively and on any one night, you know, 
we we are watching we don't care but there's still the great unwashed out there a lot of people it's just it's the it's a psyop and it's it's that seinfeld episode where costanza realizes like he can just yes. this, he can just get into your subconscious and he's just want to co stanza and <laughs> and that's what it does and it just gives the the, the high school thing that you've talked yes. about it just it gives you permission to be the mean girls in high school and be part of the popular club nothing serious is going I mean, on what there do we spend most of our day in conservative media even those of us that are trying to do the right thing over here yeah what do we spend most of our day just doing just reacting to them and deconstructing yes. to them or deconstructing them rather than uh, passing on and it's kind of affirmative and, alternative yes. vision for the country and like i said our arguments are so much better than the if they, they which is why, which they, is why don't, they have to do the things they yes, do and call you the names exactly they call you. yes Next up, we'll go to Neon Noodle, who says there will be at least one recall election in 2021. I'm going to say it's statewide and uh, up. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. I'm, 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 the energy. It's a civil war. Folks. The, the energy's out. The energy's out now, and it has to go somewhere. I mean, look, look at the crowds that are there as we speak today. You're good at so. Look at what they to, did to Mitt Romney in that airplane. That I know. Now I'm not big on that, by the way. Didn't it, like it. Didn't like seeing Democrats doing it. It's beyond I, whether I people are big on it. It's what's just happening but, now. But 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 if you're going to treat people that way, you ask for things like that. Yeah. All right. Um, not the way I would roll. I'm not supportive of it. I don't endorse it. But if you're going to treat people because I'm going to love my neighbors, I love myself. I'm not as big of a public figure as Mitt Romney, but I am one, right? Wouldn't want somebody that, hey, I don't, I wouldn't want somebody who's gender confused and needs mental counseling to come up to me waving their glitter bomb at me and my kids at Disney World, right? Okay. Yes. So I'm, I'm not going to treat other people that I don't agree with that way because I'm going to treat them the way I'd want my, me to be treated. That being said, though, that is the organic result of what happens when you betray people over and over again yes. and rub their noses in it at the exact same time. All right. And there's going to be more of that. It's what I talked about yesterday. All this energy we're seeing being amassed right now, it's going to be channeled somewhere. It's not human. It, here's how human nature operates. We wait and wait and wait and wait and wait before we address an issue. And usually until the issue is, is so far gone, it's beyond addressing or, or we have to address it in existential terms yes. when maybe if we addressed it before, it just would have been a minor confrontation and done with. Right. right. Okay. But once that energy is amassed where we are now going to address it, it doesn't stand down. It like has to run its course at that point. You know what I'm saying? I yes. mean, human, human nature, when it comes to pushing back on, on corruption and systems, is, is a little bit like steering a, a, an aircraft carrier. It doesn't move quickly. It doesn't move deftly. It's not nimble or swift. But once it's in the process of moving, the turn or yes. whatever maneuver it's going to conduct has to therefore be completed. It, it won't yes. stop in the middle of it. And setting aside the particular application, and this is how I would have responded uh, to the last hour, you're... It's now or never to take up your duty, the duty you've always had as a citizen of this country. You need to make yourself a weapon of righteousness and liberty. You always had to. It was always your charge. It is we the people. It is a republic. If you can keep it, now is the time. Literally, in terms of the Second Amendment, rhetorically, figuratively, or whatever ways, you have a charge to keep. 
right in your backyard. Look around. Steve called you to it yesterday. School board, whatever it is. If you need some kind of mantra to wake up in the morning, how do I make myself a weapon today so I'm no longer a tool of these fools? The answer is us. Well said. Next, Mike Torres says, but uh, Joe Manchin switches parties in the next 48 hours. Joe Manchin switches oh, parties so. at all. Oh, I I would have pre- I predicted a couple of months ago that he would do it before this election. That's when he had the most amount of leverage that he had. Um, it could actually be argued. See, it depends on who you think Joe Manchin is. All right. Do you think Joe Manchin is a guy who is really a Republican just operating in the Democratic Party, some kind of moderate Republican from a very red state? I don't. I think Joe Manchin's an opportunist. So ask yourself, where does Joe Manchin have the most leverage? If he is the 50th vote on every single one of these bills mm-hmm. or if he joins the Republican Party. Yeah, you're exactly and right. the answer to me is former. Yeah. Yeah, stays right I'm where not, he's at. I can't add anything to that. Next, Trevor Giebsprecht says Mission Impossible theme song is better than the James Bond theme song. You know, they're both classics, but I'll go with that. I'm okay with it. Total I am, sell. Okay, I am Total okay, sell. okay with it as well. So I'll buy. These are cash money so far. Yeah. Metric Curling Democracy says Merriam-Webster's Dictionary will add mask hangers as an added definition for ears. <laughs> Um, I love the spirit of this. So buy. I didn't. What was the word that we saw uh, the dictionary just change overnight in response to leftist kvetching? Toward, oh, what was just that? a couple of months ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was in December. I think something to do with gender or something. I yeah. thought. Yeah. So I could see. I could whether it'll be mask hangers or not. I don't know. But this, whether you're specifically right, I love the spirit of it. So it's, I'm a buy. It's impossibly stupid enough that I have to buy. <laughs> Well said. Calvin McRae says the fracture of the Republican Party is complete based on the outcome of the Georgia runoffs. We'll see steady, albeit slow, exodus from the GOP by the Rand Paul, Cruz, Massey, etc. crowd. Um, first part is correct. Second part, no. What, well, what I think you're going to witness now is this is the contentious part of the divorce now. Where it's not finalized. Who gets the house? Who gets the kids? Who gets the cars? There's a massive structure here. Massive infrastructure here. What it would take to... And so, it, here's what I'm thinking. If it, Like, if, if I were, like, high up in MAGA world, I'm not. If I were. If I was Jack Posobiec at One American News Network or Mike Cernovich, you know, those kinds of people that have like a direct line to, to MAGA world. If I was one of those people and you can pass this along to them, if who knows if my advice means any of them, it probably doesn't. They probably don't even know who the hell I am. OK, but what I would be doing if I were in if I were at that level of MAGA capo within the MAGA mafia. If I was that level of capo, what my advice would be, what um, Alexander the Great once said to Artaxerxes, when he sent his, uh, he sent Alexander the Great um, a courier, and at this point in time, Greece and um, Media Persia were the two great powers in the world, and so Artaxerxes sent a courier to Alexander the Great saying, "Hey, why are we fighting?" 
we can stop this right now just split the world up between the two of us and i will give you my choice of daughter or daughters to marry which ones and alexander the great sent the courier back with a reply that said why would i why would i negotiate with you that which is already mine and when i arrive in susa i'll choose the daughters i want that was his message that would be my message to you all in maga world why go rebuild if you're see if you're at this level i did not anticipate this that's what's changing my analysis i didn't anticipate see you guys are carrying trump that's the other misnomer here i don't think he had any plan to bring it to this point i think they were just kind of hoping for a hail mary from rudy giuliani and the legal team and jenna ellis and those people right i I think they were just hoping for that and they'd maybe get some state legislators to finally stand up i don't think they anticipated organically the combustibility of what is going on and with that right now and and i think you're carrying them not the other way around He's crowd surfing right now. Like you're passing Trump through the crowd. All right. He's riding your coattails right now. And what I would say to you in MAGA world is if, if, if now, if this energy is now here, you don't need to start another party. Just throw them out and take it. It's yours. You're the Alexander the Great here. They're the has-beens. They used to be the power in the world. They're not anymore. Remember those sizzling commercials when we were kids? Move over bacon. Now there's something meatier. You're the sizzling here. Right, you're taking over. So those are that that that's your RNC now. Why go rebuild a whole new structure when you can just throw them out of theirs? If you have that level of mobilization, now I've always doubted whether we could do it, which is why I've been a we need another party guy, right? Mm-hmm. But if we have this level of mobilization as you're seeing the last couple of days, then why go build a new thing when you can just own the current thing? Why, why the expense and the toil and the the years it takes to build all that infrastructure? Just throw them out on their ear, and um, you know, let's do this. That that would be my advice. Not to mention, in if you think about this, obviously culturally, uh, the the left you know just continues to sprint ahead and it seems like hardly anything ever stops it but their political structure is hanging on by a pretty thin thread too they have an 80 year old dementia patient yeah. as president and they have that's the only person a, they could throw up there to stop an open avowed yes. soviet from winning their yes. nomination yes and then they have a total fraud as vice president who has you know her, her political acumen continually uh, gets called into question day after day after day you, you know what you, you don't need to start that thing is a house of cards it can fall and there you are ascend, which is not i don't want the old ascendant but it is something to include like you you are not at the point where if you do not move as a structure that already exists you're simply going to be steamrolled by the other side agreed agreed yep Next up, we have Jacob Hibbard, who says the Mandalorian finale with Luke Skywalker, or Womandalorian, if that's your fancy, <laughs> was the best Star Wars we've had since Return of the Jedi. I, I'm going to sell because I'm such a huge fan of Rogue One. Same here. But I'm okay. You know what, though? I'm going to buy because I think I'm fine if that's your position because I know why you would have that position. Because this is mm-hmm. who we all wanted to be when we were boys, right? We, all wanted, we all wanted to be Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And to finally see him now as a fully 
uh, developed adult in total control and, and just in complete savage, but under control badassery, mm-hmm. right? I, I can see why you would have that position. And if it weren't for Rogue One, I would completely, yeah. I mean, that's an easy position to have. So I, I, I don't agree, but I'm going to buy because I'm sympathetic to the sentiment behind it. I'm going to sell, but I still say this exact same thing about why that episode was excellent. Next up, Jedi Master Randy Soltz says there will be a Democrat governor elected in Texas in 2022. I have to hold on this. Um, I think it's too early to tell on this. Um, and it depends on whether the faces of the how how self-aware the faces of the Texas Republican Party are. I said this to you the other day. I and I don't know this, okay? I've not talked to Ted in a few weeks personally. I've exchanged a couple of texts uh or in a Christmas card, but I've not had a conversation with him in a few weeks, all right? I saw he retweeted the video we put out about why I was aligning with him and Holly yeah. on the on the on the decertification. Mm-hmm. All right. I but so I don't know this. I just know Ted and I'm guessing, educated mm-hmm. guess that I think Ted knew yesterday was coming and the way that he got people like Steve Daines and some other Republicans on that list that are typically never, never stand up for us is because he forced them to recognize, hey, if you're not going to be with this principally, let me show you what the political reality of what you're up against. I mean, do you guys know the crowd that is coming? I mean, if there's anything that Ted Cruz knows, it's that the, the energy that Trump can produce we got we got a first person lesson in how to lose to Donald Trump on the Cruz campaign. And I was on that campaign for those of you that are new and don't know that. I'm sure Ted would have said to them, hey, all right, you want to follow my principled argument for why this is a good thing to do? Let me just make you a, a pure pragmatic political argument. Do you know what's coming for you if you don't sign on to this? They're going to primary every last one of you. We're losing bad on Tuesday and then they're going to take you all out in your primaries. And... I think that probably got some of those people on board. Um, I do think Ted is very politically self-aware. And I think he recognizes the evolution and adaptation that has to take place here. Here's what I don't know, though. I'm pretty well versed on how much prominence Ted has on a national level in our circles, but I don't live in Texas. I have a lot of friends that do. I don't know within Texas GOP politics, though, if if he carries that kind of a stick that he can go to the elders of the party in that state and say, hey, you guys know they're coming for us, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the answer to that. And I think that still has to play out a little bit. So I'm going to say hold. Because that will go a long way in determining the odds that they could pull that off in two years. Yeah, it, well, that's it. Two years, I'm selling. It's obviously possible, but two years, I don't I don't see that happening. Next up, this deal is getting worse all the time, says <laughs> Governor Kemp and Georgia legislature are the first in the country to cement mail-in voting into law, resulting in Stacey Abrams winning the governor race. Um, if he is the nominee, bye. The only way I would sell, you know... Trump has put some pretty serious markers down about going after him. I kind of feel like Trump has to follow through, right? Otherwise, he looks weak. I mean, if you if you don't if you can't take out Brian Kemp, then if I'm the rest of these Republicans you've threatened, I'm not that threatened by it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But so I'm assuming if, if you assume that someone else is the nominee in Georgia, and that they would then 
clean some of this up and not care about what some uh, hostess at MSNBC in New York says about how they're doing elections in Georgia, then no, Stacey Abrams won't win. But if we go with the same exact system as it exists right now, yeah, she's going to be the next governor of Georgia. So this is another one where I need to hold, I think. Well, if he wants to hold off Trump, he... I ha- he has i have to sell and he has got to make sure this doesn't happen so he can actually say you know you you're wrong about this i and it, to the extent this was a problem then i've done something about it now i'm believe, believe me i'm not i mean i i hope kemp loses uh regardless of what donald trump does i'm not making excuses for him but i, I i'm selling because i just don't think he can do that and, and have a chance of sustaining his career in any measurable way up next john endicott says it doesn't matter if dems make dc and puerto rico states the mass migration from blue state to red states will end electoral competitiveness by itself that's a far bigger threat than making dc and puerto rico states far bigger threat you're exact this whether you're precisely correct who knows but systemically you are that, that, that's a far bigger issue. Uh, just importing people that are like, well, you know, uh, one of the reasons why we've talked about this with immigration in the past and, and talked about how Catholicism, which is the prominent vestige of Christianity throughout Latin America, right? Uh, and, and in a lot of a Latin American countries, you see this in the current Pope who's from Latin America, has been fused with liberation theology or neo-Marxism. And so what happens is, in the name of the church, these, sta- these countries in Latin America concoct these massive welfare states. They then go bankrupt because they can't support them. And so when the benefits run out and the jobs are no longer there, these people now migrate here for our benefits and our jobs instead. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's going on for a lot of people that leave California and go to Texas. They're doing the exact same thing. Well, we exhausted all the benefits in this state and all the, and so I'll go now where there's more benefits and, and, and new, I'll just go there. And they just vote for Beto O'Rourke. And he damn near beats Ted Cruz. Okay. So uh, that's a far bigger threat than making D, and I'm not in favor of making DC and Puerto Rico states, but in the long run, the cultural tie that you're talking about, John, is the far bigger threat. This is why you'll recall last week, I don't remember the context why we talked about it, but how conservative are conservative states fundamentally across the board at their guts? I mean, again, the University of Texas, Austin, you know, they're just liberal college towns. Run, mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's not quite Cal Berkeley and the University of Wisconsin, but, you know, I said don't mess with Texas. It's a lot closer to Wisconsin and Berkeley than don't mess with Texas. That's got to change. You've got to make sure that people really quite frankly, these people don't want to go there and i don't think that's the case right now and that's why steve has every reason to have the concern he has up next ryan is asymptomatically spreading people's bs says (laughs) these names are great too at least one nfl team will pull an upset this weekend that'd be the redskins browns bears and colts yeah bye it always happens Uh, you you don't ever see chalk in the nfl at this point really wouldn't be much 
of an ups. I don't know what the spread is of. Maybe you do off the top of your head. See, that was top my head. that was the one that I think nobody sees coming actually because the Bills are the new hotness. So that's the right. one that I would pick. Game, especially throwing up what was it a fifty burger last week? Yep. And yeah. then you go up against one of the best defenses in the NFL. You have a veteran quarterback and Philip Rivers there, who you know is yeah. you know has, has uh, seen more than his share of playoff games. I yeah. I haven't looked at I haven't looked at um, their head to heads this year, which maybe will be an answer my question. Just a quick look at the matchups. I have no idea what to do with Seattle Rams. I just have no idea. To me, I I tend to in playoff games. I just go with whoever I think has the best quarterback, and that doesn't work all the time, but it does. It works quite often. You know, if there's a and and if there's two great quarterbacks, you know, then it's tougher. But if there's a definitive edge. And to me, Seattle has a definitive yeah. edge with Russell you know, Wilson over whoever would start it for the did Rams. Did they split this year? Did one sweep? I don't know. I, I, got, I think I mean, that, that they split they this split. year. Yeah. Then, well, there you yeah. go. I, I don't know what to do with this one. Up next, we have Caleb Google, who says the over-under of Big Ten teams facing each other in the NCAA tournament is at 2.5. That's an interesting point because they have this new rule now that you can play a team in your own conference in the second round. We saw this with Michigan State and Minnesota here when they had the tournament in Des Moines two years ago, right? So I'll, I'm I'm going to buy. I think that's possible because I think you're getting double digits Big Ten teams in the tournament. Agreed. Bye. That's it. All right. When we come back, the one and only weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review, our colleague here at The Blaze. He will be joining us next. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. So, you know, trying to buy or sell a home is challenging even in the most typical, traditional of markets and economies, but in these unprecedented times. Bing. Yes. You want to make sure that you go in with an agent that you can trust. Now, where would you find this agent? Because it's not like they the ones that you can't trust just out themselves, right? There's not a website you can go to that says realestateagentsyoucantrust.com and you just cross all those guys and gals off the list. Thankfully, though, there is a website that says realestateagentsyoucantrust. realestateagentsitrust.com is that website. realestateagentsitrust.com This is a company started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates who were tired of real estate agents who talked a good game, but when they were needed the most, could not deliver the promised results. So they started this referral service so you would not suffer as they once did. And instead, you would find an agent almost anywhere around the country whose track record of success has been vetted and proven to be successful. So if you want to find that agent who works for you, not just with you, or you for them, all right, go to this website. Name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's bring him in. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. Brother, I've, I've just been kind of riffing all day here on the show. All right. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. I'm not even going to start with a question. The floor is yours. Steve, I was just enjoying Mitch McConnell's speech and you took me away from it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's very concerned about the Constitution. You know, like we, we should go back to the good old days when we could muzzle you 
close your business, close your school. That's what it means to follow the Constitution. We're very concerned about that there, there's growing constitutional violations. I mean, look, Steve, the differing opinions you're going to have on the take of Georgia, what it means, where we go from here, they're going to diverge from the point of how we got here. And this is what nobody understands. Most people in our business think that we are headed towards the precipice of very dark times. I'm actually going to be the prophet of enlightenment today. I am very heartened by a lot of what I see amidst a lot of tumult and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of you see some you're, you're seeing a Maccabee rebellion yeah. out there is what you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, because we have already experienced a generation of darkness culminating with a year of a living hell where the Constitution was suspended in the worst way imaginable. I mean, Steve, let's say if I would have come to you before the 08 election, before the 12 election, before the 16 election, Obama, Hillary, could you imagine if the Democrats get control of all three branches? Do you know that one day they will say, Steve, that you will have to have duct tape on your mouth wherever you show yourself? If you're if you open a business, that's a crime and you'll be arrested and your kids either can't go to school or have to wear duct tape. Steve, the things that we would portend for the public that would happen if Democrats would be in charge never rose to that level that indeed happened with Republicans in charge. It happened anyway. It already happened. Our Constitution was already destroyed. Our government has already been sacked. We've already had a coup. So th there's nothing to lose. The question is how to properly harness this unbelievable degree of energy we're seeing in D.C. with the crowds, the angst that people have. Look, when we started out in January 2009, similar period of time, Democrats took back all three branches. They had a much larger majorities in both houses. They had a president who was much more likable and people affirmatively voted for him. Republicans had less control in the states and our people weren't nearly, nearly, nearly as activated. And yet three months later, we had the Tea Party. They had crushing defeats in 2010 and we had a promising future, except it got jujitsu into the GOP. We have that already. Democrats. See, this is what people miss. I know some of you didn't want to hear this before the election, but now that it's already over, I could say this. On net, I believe what happened last night, which certainly is the GOP's own fault, but I think what's more important is to talk about the result of it, Steve. It's more auspicious to us than had those Republicans won. Democrats are the dog that caught the car on a treacherous mountainous bridge where they can't quite get into it but they could fall to the ground and die, whereas without the car, they could kind of land safely. They, they have to produce now. They own it all. Part of the problem was we were blamed for the virus, for the lockdowns, yep. for all sides, yep. because Republicans owned it. Yep. Everyone hates what's gone on in the country the last year. The disquiet, they don't feel safe, they don't feel free. Nothing feels right. I mean, this crosses all lines. Who is in control? If you're a voter in, in, in Georgia, here's what you're looking at. Republicans control every statewide office. They have near super majorities in both houses. They actually just picked up a seat there today. A Democrat flipped. They've controlled the trifecta there for 16 years. Republicans have the White House and they have the Senate. And they had the House the previous two years. It's not that people wanted Warnock. I think, I mean, the majority of people and believe in that stuff. 
But Republicans own the disquiet. They had no narrative. Plus, you had the Trump voters that they turned off. Plus, this mail-in uh, <laughs> regime that has come back to bite them. You put that all together. That and, and then also, by the way, the baseline of Georgia moving purple, that's also because the GOP, you know, the foreign-born population has kind of quadrupled the last generation in, in Georgia. That does take a toll a little bit. Um, I'm not saying that's the whole factor. So go eat it, boys. But the reality is there are opportunities here. Democrats now have majorities in the House and Senate that are built upon red state Democrats that can no longer pretend. So, I mean, there is not much they can do. Now, you might say, well, yeah, they're not going to do it. They do it executively. They do it in the courts. Yeah, but they do that anyway. And Lisa Murkowski and Mitt Romney and Susan Collins' majority would not have stopped that either. There really is not that much of a difference, Steve. There, there really isn't. But on the positive side, they're going to own it now. Now we could cleanly start anew. Now we have 25 states that we essentially control, six others where they have the legislature but not the governorship, where they could come in and start anew. You can't build on top of dead grass. This got rid of the dead grass. Now you could start planting. What I'm saying is, even from a milquetoast Republican perspective, there's a lot to work with headed forward. Democrats better be careful what they ask for. They're going to get crushed. But here's the question, Steve. Are we going to repeat the 10-year cycle of this patriot movement becoming more or less just electing the same Republicans to throw out the Democrats with? Or are we going to change the name of the game? That is the crossroads at which we stand today. Something I have been warning about, Daniel, throughout the course of this past year, I have been fearful of um, and I'm not in favor of. But I'm also a student of history. And I'm watching video as you're talking right now of some Trump supporters storming into Congress Yep. Um, D.C. police going through Capitol space, uh, Capitol office buildings, ordering evacuations, things of that nature. And um, I'm not in favor of that. Doesn't mean it, I would never say no. OK, you know, like tell me, I've, tell me I can't become a citizen and I can't be a citizen unless I take one of your rushed vaccines into my body for a virus that I have a 0.2% chance of dying of, uh, then I might become, but it would take something like that, right? Not just my guy didn't win, even if I thought he got cheated. But for years and years and years, you tell people, you can't win. And then if you do, we just nullify your vote with judges and courts that you didn't elect. You don't have a party to represent you. You don't have any way peaceful. How many times have you guys heard me say this this year? Take away the peaceable means that we have to air our grievances. That's the point of our political process. So these moments don't occur. And then we do it at the ballot box. And then there's a cool down period, two, four, six years, depending on the vote, the, the office, where we then have to realize, you know what? I still got to have you as my neighbor. And, you know, we go, our kids go to the same school and, we, you know, I mean, we'll just fight this out again later. But we got to go back to, we simmer down and cool down, retreat to our corners, and we go back into the ring again for the next election. This was the way that we legitimately ironed out 
are deep-seated grievances. They have taken this process away. There is no party to represent us. The lesson of history is when you do that, there has never been a peaceable transition of, of, of wealth and freedom from one demographic or one, or one culture to another in all of human history, Daniel, and there's never going to be. And you're seeing the opening throes of this right now, particularly after these exact same people saw all summer long that it was totally fine to leave your home and riot and be violent if it was in the name of a guy who once held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach. Then it was okay. Watching NBA players today lecture you about a guy who, who was threatened with what, or charged with sexual assault, had a knife on him, charged police, right? How many times? I think it's because people took it for a long, long time because they had other things to do and life was good and businesses to own, that they just the system just thought they were going to get away with this forever. Well, now they've taken all those things away. Our businesses are gone. Our churches are closed. There's nowhere to go. So where did they think all this energy was going to end up? Frankly, I'm surprised it took this long. That's exactly. They created it. But I think it's important you alluded to this as a second factor in addition to us not having any recourse there's also the fact that it's learned behavior, Steve. It's learned behavior. Where did they learn this from? Yep. They learned this all last year. See, 99% of people doing what I'm seeing in the, in, in the video, and I'm not excusing it, but I'm saying it's not like literally burning or literally beating someone to a pulp, but they're kind of rushing past bear, and I don't you know condone that, but 99.9% of the BLM people who did that, not only weren't they arrested, but their legitimacy, their grievances that they claimed to air through those acts became codified as policies of both parties of the culture, of the business world, of everyone. Right. Business owners that had their lives crushed in a way that is well beyond the point that our founders called in the Declaration and in the various state constitutions to abolish, modify or reform that form of government, by the way. They held the, you know, played the national anthem, had a speaker, held some small rallies. Shut up. Talk to the hand. So what is the lesson to these people? The lesson the political class has taught them is violence is the answer and crime pays. I mean, again, 99% of rioters got away with it. Nearly 100% of people who blocked interstates and belligerently surrounded motorists got away with it, and sometimes the motorist was charged. More than 50% of those that did individual heinous violent acts that were very traceable to that individual weren't charge or if they were the charges were dropped and almost nobody out of the thousands upon thousands of people who have done that is serving legitimate prison sentences what is the lesson now the lesson is these guys will be locked away for life um that's what's going to happen but but steve that that's the point the difference between us and the people that are as uh passionate vociferous on the left as you and i are on the right is we don't seek to dominate them we're like, if you want to have your states and do where you are, I'll live where I am and I'll do what I can. But we can. Show me where we can live. And again, when you talk about losing an election, this is an important thing. If you lose an election, you know what? The garbage collection will be more in line with the way I want. The foreign policy will be more in line with the way I want. 
But in a republic, you don't get to rule over the bodily integrity, the life, liberty, and property of a human being. God established that principle when he took the Jews out of Egypt, and that was a principle that was first recognized in a constitution of a nation state by our founders. You can't rule over other people. That's something that you cannot do. You can't say, shut up, you can't own a business. Maybe get some unemployment insurance, buddy. Hey, cover your face. You can't do that. And I'm not, no one is explaining. And one more thing, Steve, my state, Article 6 of the Maryland Declaration of Rights. Wherefore, whenever the ends of government are perverted and public liberty manifestly endangered and all other means of redress are ineffectual, the people may and of right ought to reform the old or establish a new government. The doctrine of non-resistance against arbitrary power and oppression is absurd, slavish, and destructive of the good and happiness of mankind. You tell me if this does not meet that threshold of liberty being manifestly endangered, what is? Brilliant, man. Well said. As always, God bless you. Take care, Daniel. See you next week. You bet. Gentlemen, your thoughts? You know, it's incredible as we watch the video pouring in. You know, really, it took less than 24 hours of President Trump's last relevant day as president. It took less than 24 hours for blue-checked conservative, air quotes, pundits to start comparing his supporters to Antifa. Now, there are no excuses for what's going on right there. But you could tell the bated breath by which people are so anxious to try to marginalize and disparage the very people that brought this, uh, that brought the Trump presidency uh, about. It's just an indication right now of the energy. The more you try to bottle that up, or the more you try to put a stopper on that bottle, or put the genie back into the bottle, whatever bottle reference you want to make, uh, you're just going to delay the inevitable. You're just going to. Todd? You know, I'm I'm watching these videos. It, it's not good, but it doesn't disturb me. And again, watching the blue checks. Now, Mitch McConnell, the speech of his life, to calling for us, the better angels of our... If you believe that... I hate all those people. And you are anywhere... And I'm fine, and I prayed yes. about it, and I feel real good about where I'm at right now. I, 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 will, I will stand with the people who are trying to get into these buildings. Absolutely, before I stand with anybody yep. who believes that lie. Mitch McConnell has been there for how many decades? He's not standing in the breach now. He's at he he's as old as the other dementia patients running for president. He's gotten everything he wants with his grift. He does not care about you. As Steve said, he hates you. He has pushed and you blue checks are siding with him now have pushed these people who just wanted to live a basic American life. I stand with them. I've been warning about this. Yeah, told you. I mean, I just, I'm afraid of, of this. This is, this is what happens, and, and we're in trouble. Yes. John 3.17.
This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.